Welcome everyone to another one of our podcasts. Um, this podcast is a conversation between my wife and I and just wanted to give people a window into how we navigate the various seasons of life um, and God's Word. And so I'm joined today by Kirst and I'm excited about today's conversation. Yeah, hi everyone. It's really good to be together again. Um, and this is something Ryan and I have been doing for the past 13 years over our marriage. And we're just excited to allow other people into that conversation. So hope that you are encouraged by it some in some way today. So what would you say to the person who's fixated on their current circumstances? Yeah, so I think I was um, in the UK and, you know, we went to Bolton Abbey and we got to walk through the cemetery. It had a lot of history in it. Um, and, you know, like a typical cemetery, you've got flowers some wilted, some fresh, and they're around the gravestone. And we were walking around looking for, you know, a famous cricketer that my um, dad's had a keen interest in for many, many years. And it was very interesting, you know, as I was walking around this um, the cemetery, I looked at all sort of the, the gravestones and looking at the names. And what was very interesting is that you would see these names and that's it, the name of the, the person in loving memory of, You'd get the name and then you would just get their birth date and their end date. And the thing that grabbed my attention on that day was just the dash. And it was just an amazing thing to notice and zoom in on and, and you know, standing over all these various gravestones. I'm like, this person's life and all of our lives in one sense are summarized with a little, just a tiny little dash. Um, and that was something that started helping me think through a little bit of how we lose perspective. Okay, so you're speaking about this dash that kind of defines all of our lives here on earth. But now what are some examples of what people fixate on within that space of that dash here on earth? Yeah, so I think walking around a cemetery, you know, we don't often do it and it's quite a sobering thing. But the the sort of illustration that came to me was that we do fixate and only think about and have these sleepless nights and discussions about, to be honest, this dash. And often our lives are consumed with our health. You know, we're always talking about where we are at in terms of our health. We talk about our careers and our jobs and our salaries. We talk about what we own and we think a lot in our mind. We always think about what we don't have, what we don't own. We want everybody's attention, in a sense, to be on our lives, on our Instagram stories, on our profiles, and we all put our best foot forward. Um, but then our attention is always on what we don't have. Um, and so we find ourselves in the situation where we can become discontent and we can grumble and we can get angry and bitter. And then often life doesn't turn out the way that we thought it would turn out. Um, and that leaves us very negative. Um, and so I think that a lot of our time and energy is given to this dash. And even our kids, we think about their future dash and what they'll be and what they'll do and who they'll be with and where they'll find themselves. And it's honestly all we think about. Sure. So what, is, what does God say to, to someone like this? So walking through the cemetery, you know, thinking about people's circumstances, tough marriages, cancers, um, health, all of those things, I was just 
I was thinking around the parable in Luke 12, where Jesus speaks about this guy who came into a lot of money. He had a successful uh, crop or harvest. He was a farmer um, and he made so much wealth that he had this thought. He's like, I don't have enough space to store my wealth in the current bonds that I have. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to build bigger bonds and enter into retirement, which is the thing that we all fantasize about, you know, that early retirement dream. So that he can sip wine and he can travel wherever he wants to go and he can do whatever he wants and he can see whoever he wants. Um, and this is kind of the thinking that he was thinking about. And what's interesting in this parable is that the word that's repeated most is the word I. He had himself or selfishness at the center of his plans. I've worked uh, by my hands. This happened. This crop came into being. Now I need to renovate and upgrade and build big um, and so that I can relax and retire and rest. Um, and this is what's going on in his head as he sleeps and goes to bed and he finds himself in the parable, in the story that we all are striving for. Um, and that's really interesting. Okay, so he builds this barn, but what, is, what does Jesus say to, to this guy? Yeah, so Jesus looks at this kind of life and this kind of imagination and this kind of fantasy and calls him a fool. And he says, if you think about life in that way, uh, you're, you're being foolish. And God's pretty like strong on that. Like it's a foolish way of thinking about life. And so we've got to ask the question, why? And Jesus says, after this life of accumulation and pursuit, this very night, your life will be taken from you. And that belongs to God alone. God knows the days of our lives. He knows when we start and when the end will come. And we invest so heavily in this dash, um, but we don't know when that last day will be. And Jesus is saying to this guy, you know, brother, well done. It was a great crop. And in light of your sort of um, life that you've built around you, uh, this very night your life will be taken from you. And so you won't even have the time to enjoy the thing that you've the things that you've been fantasizing about in your imagination okay so jesus is saying you've spent all this time in this dash accumulating wealth for here and now but this man's life's going to be taken tonight so what does that mean and why is it foolish why does he call him a fool what is to come after this life yeah so you can see that jesus is alluding to the idea that we need to think about our lives beyond this dash and we so focused here but he's saying that's a foolish way of thinking. There is, um, and often throughout the scriptures, there's an eternity, eternal life. You know, the scriptures say that God has put eternity on the hearts of men. So you say that, but what do you say to that person who says, I really don't believe in any life to come? There's nothing else after this. Yeah, that's, that's a common thing that I, I often hear, like people don't believe in eternal life. And I would say that even those people, if you press a little bit further on that, it's not true. They don't really believe what they're saying. And the reason I say that is because when you look at uh, cosmetic plans, when you look at insurance policies, when you look at medical aids, when you look at our desire to crave for safety, whether it's security and locking our cars or our homes or alarms or beams, uh, when you look at sort of the avoidance of the grave at every level, what it communicates is that I do believe that there's something beyond this life that I'm not quite ready for. And so I'm avoiding it at all costs with these like life 
prolonging strategies. And so if you believe it, then why do we only think about the here, the now, and this dash? So basically, Jesus is pressing in with this parable around us fixating on things on this world and accumulating bonds that we may never get to enjoy mm. because we never know when this life is ending for us. Yeah. But it is a difficult thing for us to grasp and we do struggle with it. So what does God say or how do we have perspective and what, what perspective do we give to these people and to us who struggle with this idea? Yeah, so I think that in my mind, the application is quite strong in the sense that um, everybody will have a tough marriage, you know, at certain points. Everybody will have potential illnesses that they have to navigate and experience. Everybody will go through years of contentment and years of leanness, potentially. Um, things politically and economically are not as stable as they once were. And, and there are sort of these eras that humanity has to navigate. And for me, uh, the, the sharp application of this is to say, it's just a dash, you know, and to hold that perspective that in light of what I may be going through or what someone may be going through, and as hard and as difficult as it is, what is quite comforting is it's just a dash and it'll soon be over and it will pass. It will soon pass. You know, the scriptures use that language. And that's quite comforting to say, yeah, this sucks. This is really difficult. Circumstances are really bad. But every now and then to catch myself and say, but the end will soon come. It will soon be over. And there is a hope of a reality that doesn't compare to what we're experiencing now, a reality with no death and no crime and no um, security firms and no um, pain and tears and hardship and ending. All of those things, like the scriptures say, will be wiped away. The tears will be wiped away from our faces. We will be with God. We will be um, in an earth that's renewed, not in clouds with a heart, but in a physical earth with work, that doesn't have sin, but has abounding and growing joy. Um, and intrinsically, we actually do believe this with the strategies that we put into our lives to avoid the grave because of our faith assumption that we're not sure, is this going to be or isn't it going to be or what's it going to be? But the application is that, hey, you're going through stuff and Jesus is saying, if you think that this life, is all that you have, you're a fool. Because this very night, or a very night, your life will be taken from you and you will move into a reality that you should be thinking about and talking about now.